Welcome everyone to the gaming couch. Be it video games, card games, or board games, we'll have a good time playing. So come and join me on the couch. This is your host, Smart Boy. Apparently I'm very indecisive because now I'm back sitting at my computer desk instead of sitting on the couch like I was before. <sighs> I, I don't have any explanation, I just I move around a lot. Anyway. Yeah, so a lot of a big, big news. I'm sure a lot of people are aware because, of course, I wouldn't say like the entire internet, but a good portion of the internet's kind of not losing their shit, but going on about From Software's newest addition to the gaming community, which I know I'm going to butcher the name. That's just me. I'm, I'm just bad at English as it is, so trying to pronounce a more Japanese-like name, it just doesn't work out for me. So Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, you know, came out the 22nd, and I'm sure a lot of people know about it. And I know there's, you know, streams and Let's Plays and all that other shit going up already because from software, the guys who made Bloodborne and Dark Souls. This is a new take for them. You know, they're making a whole new series instead of continuing what they had before, which is not bad. It, it really is, and it's kind of nice seeing from software take the formula that they have. You know, they, they had a pretty solid formula before, and just exploring it a little bit further to give it not a better definition, but add on more without pissing people off. Because it, it definitely, like, when you're doing a series and whether you're writing a book, whether you're filming a movie, doing a TV show, making a game series, whatever, as you modify the fundamental formula but still call it the same thing, you know, Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, Mass Effect 1, 2, 3, you know, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, whatever – you keep it on the same name, as changes happen, people are going to get, some people are going to get tweaked. You know, they're going to get a little upset. So I'm glad they're kind of doing something different so they can explore more. And just on like a high note that I really want to give the game, you know, it it's a 2019 game. Like it looks nice. It I don't have it. I didn't buy it. And I'll explain why later. It seems to run very smoothly. It looks like it should be released in 2019. You know, it's, Graphics are good, running smoothly, all that kind of stuff. But I really love the mobility. I, I I loved playing Mirror's Edge, and when Assassin's Creed first came out, or the first, second, especially like Brotherhood, I really loved them for the mobility of just doing the parkour. So seeing some footage and some Let's Plays of Shadows Die Twice, one, seeing that you can jump, it was actually kind of cool because there was so much limit to Dark Souls and Bloodborne, because you couldn't jump, really limited what you could do, not only for combat, but for exploration, especially considering Dark Souls was praised to some degree for that exploration, especially like in Dark Souls 3, where you can see most of the environment from one place. You know, when you're standing at Anorlando in the back of the Ethereal of Borlon Valley, you can see Lothar Castle, you can see the mausoleum where the Abyss Watchers were. Like, you can see all the other things. It was really cool. But you could just see. You really couldn't interact much because you were just walking. So the fact that in this new game, Sekiro, that you can jump and you have, I guess, the we'll call it a grapple gun, you know, from the prosthetic arm that allows you to just swing from building to building, tree to tree, or just launch up somewhere to sneak by this combat. I like that. I really, really like the fact that they've added that in. Because you can definitely go more stealth if you want to, because you have the mobility to do that. I think it's nice. And it gets combat a little more interesting because you can jump, you can legit jump out of the way, not just like 
dodge roll. You can jump out of the way. You can jump. I saw, you know, there's a trick where you can jump over an enemy sack, kick them, and then if the timing is right, you can, you know, take their head off and all that kind of stuff. It's nice having that extra mobility. Now, the reason why I didn't get it, there's two main reasons why I didn't get it. And one of them, so I just mentioned this, is the combat. Now, it just came out on the 22nd, and I'm not, like, religiously watching stuff about it. Just, I, I know one or two YouTubers that have done a, are doing series on it. So, like, I watch a little bit of their videos, but I just, I can't stick with it all that much. What I've seen from the combat, it's, it lost that fantasy aspect that from software's other titles had, like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, and just, like, fantasy titles in general. Combat is quick, which is not a bad thing, but it's the wrong kind of quick. From what I understand, again, this is me just watching things. I have not played it, so take this with a grain of salt. My understanding is, like, obviously the character has a health bar, and the enemies appear to have health bars, but it's really just, it's a one-hit wonder kind of thing, like, from what I saw, it's the opponent blocks your attacks. Obviously, they're trying to not get killed. But once you break through that guard, it's just, boom, killing blow. Like, there's a stagger, and it's a killing blow, and you kill them. You know, the bosses, obviously, there's a little more to that. But the majority of it, just break the guard and then stab them for either a bunch of damage to their boss or a kill shot if they're just some other random person. Like, it, as much as, yeah, swinging your sword at somebody and it chips away their health, but they're still standing just fine, obviously... There's not some realism there, so I think From Software is taking a little bit more of that realistic approach here where, yeah, if you stab a guy in the chest, he's fucking dead. That's cool. Like, there's, you get that sense of that urgency there that don't get hit. I just always liked the fantasy setting that it felt kind of like a duel because combat lasted longer than two seconds. And, I mean, I'm not saying you should make your trash mobs ridiculously powerful they should be able to go down pretty quickly but yeah definitely like i'm just using dark souls for an example right now because it's from software's stuff their material i remember playing through dark souls 3 and my first the first time i beat it i was doing i decided to say fuck it go i went with a strength vitality build so i was essentially just a giant meaty tank guy with a big ass sword it felt great just wailing that sword around and seeing their health go away like even the bosses yeah they took more than one hit but it felt kind of good just the fact that I could take him down in a couple swings and seeing the health go away. Like, I built my character for that. You could build your character other ways in Dark Souls, which is something else that Sekiro doesn't seem to have a lot of. I'll get to that in a second. The fact that you could build yourself to just be wailing recklessly in combat, or you could be more of a dex build or a mage build, something like that, that takes a little more planning. Sekiro goes more for that planning aspect where you have to dodge out of the way, plan your attacks, be stealthy, kind of like... You know, a dex build would be in Dark Souls. You have to manage your stamina to dodge the attacks and get that that counterattack in just right. But Sekiro takes it where that counterattack, it's like using the Black Knight Greatsword or Halberd. It's that one attack you need and they're fucking dead. You hit them in the throat and they're dead. And of course, the death animations, they look gorgeous. You know, they have a little over the top of blood spewing everywhere. But it it flows well. Like it's You hit them in the neck and the blood comes out of the neck where they were stabbed. So it it's well made in that sense, but I just, I can't get behind that type of combat where it's a mix of well-placed dodging and then just one hit, bam, they're dead. Even the bosses can go down pretty quickly from that. It it doesn't work for me. And then also in general, I talked about this before where like you can do various builds in Dark Souls. It seems to have 
lost that to some degree. Like I know there's the the arts you can get, the the different techniques or attacks, whatever you want, like the whirlwind slash, the counters. You know, there's various techniques you can unlock. And there's obviously like the prosthetic arm, it seems I like can get different attachments for it. But that seems to be about it. Like there's no changing of equipment for the most part. Like it from what I've heard and what it appears, it's the clothing you're wearing, that's your clothing for the entire game. You know, and I saw you know, video game Donkey, because everyone knows him, he was he released a video on it. it. Looked like Donkey was using a sword and an axe, so there was a change in the weapon he was using, but it still kinda had that same flow of just get that hit in or something like that. Again, I could be completely wrong because it looked like when Donkey was playing it, like there were so many that took two or three hits to bring down. So I could be completely wrong in my assumption of combat based on what I've seen. But it's the the way combat flows and the fact that it's it's the same kind of combat is what's rubbing me the wrong way in terms of gameplay. I'm just talking about gameplay right now that I can't get behind. If I'm playing a fantasy game like this, this is definitely a fantasy game, I like having that fantasy element of being more of a mage, being more of a fighter, being more of a rogue. Like, you don't have to use those terms per se, but you get my idea of you have the options to play in various different ways so that combat's not just exactly the same. And not every game's like that, and there's definitely games I've fantasy games I've played in the past that don't have much of, like, a choice in how you play. It's just the reason why it rubs me wrong here is it's f- it's from software, like the guys that made Bloodborne and Dark Souls. And as much as there are a lot of things I don't like about Dark Souls, the one thing I do like about it that does at least keep me into it is the building of your character. Like I said, I played Meaty Tank Face. His name was uh, Beef McStrongpants. I actually shrunk it, shrink it down a little bit. Beef McStrongpants. I love that idea that I could just be that big burly guy swinging a giant ass sword around, and the next playthrough, I'm like, I want to do a mage now. And having that flexibility. And now, from software's newest thing, kind of loses that. So, it's simply because of the relation to Dark Souls with the From Software name that, eh, I'm not feeling it too much combat-wise. The other thing that is turning me off, I'm just trying to watch playing it, is the setting. And for those of you who have been listening to me now, I again, I appreciate it. You know that I'm one of the things I hold like to the highest degree in games is the setting slash lore. Like, how is the game presented in terms of its worlds? And this is not knocking anything. I just, I'm not interested in, you know, feudal Japan, ancient Japan, any, any of that. I'm not interested in that kind of setting for games. That's just a personal preference. Like, I have nothing against it. Like, I, I said, it looks gorgeous. Like, I've seen some of the settings, and it looks beautiful. And that's in terms of how it's the graphic design and just the settings in general of, like, being in feudal Japan. It's beautiful. Like, Japan is beautiful, especially in that that age, you know, back in the 1500s when the game is set in, it looks beautiful. It's just for me, I can't, I, I just was never interested. I, I can't hold on to that that narrative. I can't hold on to something set in Japan. Like, Neo, the N-I-O-H one, it was Dark Souls-like, but it's not from software. And you play essentially like, a, you know, a white European guy in Japan trying to get back his spirit guardian thing or whatever. I was... I have yet to beat it, and I'm upset to say that because I like to beat a game that I buy. But I've yet to beat it because 
I enjoy the combat. Like, I like the idea that it has that sense of urgency in combat, but the way you fight's all different. Like, you have the different stances you can use, the different weapons you can use. I like all of that. Just this, I can't get behind the setting. It just, it doesn't work for me. It really doesn't. And again, that's just a personal thing. So I don't think I'm going to be picking up Sekiro Shadows Die Twice because I don't see myself really enjoying it to its fullest extent. And again, it's just me. It's because I'm not a fan of the Japan setting, and it's because I'm looking for more out of my fantasy setting in terms of like combat. I know I won't enjoy it to its fullest extent, and I'd rather not sour the experience for that reason. I don't want to pick up a game that I know the developers. like I know how From Software works. I know their games. So I don't want to pick up a game that I expect so much out of it, and then I get a sour taste in it, and I kind of had an idea. I had a feeling it was going to have a sour taste before. Granted, I could end up loving it, but I don't really want to dump the $60 and put the hours into it and end up just being like, eh. Because I, I feel that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be like, about it. So if you have it, certainly please enjoy it. And if you're thinking about it, you know, just do some research. Maybe ask a friend if they have it, something like that. You know, this is the kind of we live in a modern age where you pay for almost anything and it's up to you for what you want to purchase what services do you want so look into it and you know what if it's got that itch for you definitely pick it up i'm not i'm not gonna knock it it's it's too soon to really draw any full conclusions on it and like i said i'm not gonna do a full playthrough so i'm not gonna have commentary on that i'll just kind of wait see where it goes in terms of like public opinion and maybe throw my hat in later about it now, in terms of something that I am kind of excited for, this is – I'm being dead serious. This is coming out of fucking left field here because I did not learn about this till the other day. But apparently this has been a thing since September of 2018. Uh, just talking about fantasy stuff. Minecraft is doing a new thing. Yes, Minecraft is still a thing. I still play it. I play it on the Technic platform with a lot of mods. I enjoy it. I just started playing it again recently because why the fuck not? But, yeah, if you haven't heard because – Popped up in September 2018 and then up and disappeared again to go back in secret. Minecraft Dungeons. And I don't know what you're going to think when you first hear that because I don't know what to think when I first heard that. I just saw Minecraft. I saw the word Dungeons. And I'm like, I like both those things. So I looked at it. All I can dig up besides people reacting on YouTube because people do that. A lot of YouTubers do that. They do reaction videos to announcements and shit like that. So official stuff i'm talking like from mojang themselves or from you know ign or whatever from like the the big people the big players i've only been able to find two videos one of them being the actual announcement trailer and one of them being two people talking about the announcement trailer and an article that has links to those videos it's all i found on this what it appears to be is it's a Minecraft setting. It has a whole blocky texture and everything. It's, it's Minecraft. It, you know, you look at it, you know it's Minecraft. However, for those of you who have used the Technic launcher and have played Hexit, you'll get an idea of where I think they're going with this. What they say, I'm pulling it right from the article that they have written on their website, Minecraft.net. Minecraft Dungeons is being created by a small and dedicated team in Stockholm, Sweden. This has been a passion project for them and is inspired by the love of classic dungeon crawler games. 
It's an all-new action-adventure game inspired by classic dungeon crawlers where you'll constantly discover new weapons and items that will help you defeat a ruthless swarm of new and nasty mobs. You can brave the dungeons alone or team up with friends. Up to four players can battle together through action-packed treasure-stuffed, wildly varied levels, all in an epic quest to save the villagers and take down the evil Arc Illager. If you ever played Gauntlet, it sounds something like that. Four people come together, go through a dungeon. Gauntlet's a very old game, so it's obviously changed since then. But it, this is, and I'm going to bring back Evolve here real quick. I like these kind of games. I like the kind of games that you have a role. I'm the kind of person, I'm a terrible healer, and I know that for a fact. So I will play anything but healer. Hell, I'll play support if it's a non-healing type of support. Like, there are support types, like, you know, I play bards in D&D and stuff like that. And I remember when I played League of Legends for a little bit, I liked to play the support class. I didn't focus on healing, but more buffs. I like buffing people. I like being a tank. Like, when I played League of Legends, Rammus was my main. I was an obnoxious armor tank as Rammus. I would sit there and fight four people at a time and laugh at their pathetic attempts to kill me. So I like this idea of picking a role. I can be that big tanky melee in the face of people. I can be more of a DPS kind of person. I can be a mage. Like... I like the fact that everyone seems to be able to pick a role, and because you pick a role, you are now dedicated to that. Like, Evolve did that very well, where the Hunter team needed all four roles. You needed each of the four roles fulfilled, so everyone had to play a different role, and you talked before the game set up, saying, like, hey, I'd be, I'm better at this, could I play this class, yada, yada, yada. So everyone says, this is my job, and for the, the team to win, you had to know your job, and you had to fulfill it. And it forced the collaboration between players because it was obviously there's a lot of times a team leader, either because the role is kind of more built for it, like an involved the trapper was the one who said it's go time. They dropped the dome. So they were usually in a sense, some sort of team leader, but it still requires that everyone's active in the team discussing and saying, you know, I know what to do. People have to rely on you that you know what you're doing and they don't tell you what to do. I hate people that try and like run the team in terms of like micromanaging and telling everyone their role. Like you have to do this at this point. You have to learn to trust each other and know that if that guy's playing medic, he's going to be a goddamn medic and he knows what the fuck he's doing. And when they don't, that's when you get pissed off. Anyway, I like that. It's, it's kind of looking at that. Like I said, from what I've seen just in the video, it seems, yeah, there's going to be various classes that you pick. And I'm going to get to this in a little bit. Like, maybe you pick a class before you go into a dungeon. And then, you know, you make your team comp based on who, what class everyone wants to pick. If you're doing four people, if you're doing solo, well, who the fuck cares? But what really, really intrigues me, it's obviously dungeon crawlers. Everyone knows what that is. If you say dungeon crawler to someone who's played a lot of games, they're going to get a pretty good idea of what it is you're saying. So the, the question here, kind of like the wrench thrown into this, is the Minecraft aspect of it. And the reason why I see that as a wrench is dungeon crawlers, it's you start at point A, get to point B, which is usually kill in the big baddie. Fight all the mobs in between, get the loot, you're done. And that's like, you know, I read from the description on the article, they have that. Yet it's Minecraft. And one of the greatest things about Minecraft is not a simplicity. It's the fact that you can build a shit ton of things. And with mods, if you're on the Technic Launcher especially, there's a lot of mods that did do a lot of wacky, crazy things with building. So how is building going to find itself here in a dungeon crawler? Dungeon crawlers are usually just 
kill, loot, level up. Rinse and repeat. Kill, loot, level up. Kill, loot, level up. Where does building go into this? Is there not... Is, like, is it going to sell like the experience original, original, original Minecraft had that you gain experience simply to enchant things? And that's the only sense of leveling up and everything else. You build what you want for your class? So if you pick a class, is there then like a dedicated recipe book to that class or things you can build? Or is it there is no class system? You just build whatever you want and you just... Okay, like with Hexit, there weren't classes in Hexit, but there was definitely like really good bows for ranged people. There was really good armor if you wanted to be melee. There was really good magic items for being like a spellcaster. Is it going to be something like that? That it's not class based systems it's like Dark. It's kind of like a Dark Souls thing where there's no class per se, but there's just things that apply better to a faith build in Dark Souls. Let's say so with Minecraft dungeons, there'll be something that's better for like a mage. Though you, you're not a mage class. You just action. So I'm looking at that. I'm wondering how will the dungeon caller work with the openness of Minecraft? And that's why I'm so intrigued by this. Because of that. And also because they're being super secret about it. Like I can't find much. The other big question I have is you're building all these things, right? And Minecraft, you mine. Like the big thing is going down there, getting the resources and coming back up. So obviously you bring your pickaxe, a couple other tools, and you dig and you go get the thing. But this is a dungeon caller. Again, you have to go from point A to point B. So if this is Minecraft, what's stopping us from building a bunch of pickaxes and just digging through to the very end? Like, is that going to be allowed? And it's going to be one of those things that, okay, yeah, you could just dart straight for the end by digging through, you know, the area. Like, if you're in the mines, you can just dig through all the rock and avoid all the combat and go straight to the big baddie at the end. But, of course, you're going to have less gear because, well, you didn't go find it. Is it going to be like that? Or are they going to remove certain tools, like the pickaxe, for example, so you can't dig through areas? Or is it going to be modded in a sense that there will be new, unique blocks or, like, a unique setting that says when you're in the dungeon, you can't destroy blocks. You can't dig through something. Like, how are they going to manage that? Are they going to leave it open that you can just build however you see please and dig however you see please in this dungeon or not? Because Hexit didn't have those restrictions, if I remember, it's been a while since I played Hexic. If I remember correctly, Hexit's dungeons, because that was the my, it was like that was that's a fantasy thing. Like if you play Hexit, the mod pack for Minecraft, there are dungeons set up. There's actually like a story thing where like one dungeon gives you a special item that gets you to the next dungeon, and so on and so forth. And in those dungeons, you could just kind of dig through willy nilly to get to the end. It just means you miss a lot of the loot prior, and it can be hard to figure figure it out sometimes like how to get to those areas but i always enjoyed hexit for that reason like the dungeons and like they had these temples you can go in so it really expanded upon that kind of stuff that minecraft never really got a chance to so this now minecraft dungeons taking kind of hexit giving it more formulaic approach as a dungeon crawler how does it fit in this openness of minecraft and then the last part of that openness is is it legit open world like minecraft is just boom your world is generated go you go explore it, you go do the thing, whatever. Is it going to be the same where essentially you make like a server? You know, you make a server and up to four people are on the server and you just hop around going dungeon to dungeon to dungeon. Almost think of it like, you know, like Dragon Age or some other kind of RPG epic where you travel around the world going to various dungeons and doing the thing. Is it going to be like that? Or is it going to be more of, you know, a dedicated server style thing where... You're, you don't have a world that you explore in the sense like 
you log in, like let's take Rainbow Six Siege for example. You'll have your main menu, you'll have your profile, and let's say under that profile is where you do all your modifications. Like you, you know, you look at the materials you got from a dungeon, you build the thing that you want for your character, and then you say, I want to go do this dungeon. So you go in solo or you find some friends, and then you load into the dungeon, do the dungeon, and when you complete the dungeon, you go back to the menu and do all your management. So that's what I'm wondering. Is it still going to be open-world Minecraft, or is it going to be more of a linear style where it's just you pop into the dungeon and you come out, set up whatever you want, like let's say at a home base. Like you pop back into a home base, do your thing. I know Bioshock 2 did that with their multiplayer where you had like your apartments where you did all your management stuff, like making your builds and everything for multiplayer, and then you would actually go out and, you know, do multiplayer. Is it going to be something like that? where I build at home, but really home is just this one isolated thing. And when I leave home is when I load into a dungeon automatically. So which way are they going to go about it? And on that, I don't know where I stand. Like, because it's a dungeon crawler, I definitely wouldn't complain if they did that more linear approach where you have your home, you have your home base, you do the thing there, like building, prep, whatever. And then you load into the dungeon. Like you pick, okay, we're going to this dungeon today. You load right into the dungeon and you do it. And then you head back home at the end of the dungeon. It loads you back home. Since it's a dungeon color, I wouldn't complain, honestly. That would definitely get right to the meat potatoes of it. Because this is Minecraft Dungeons. It's supposed to focus on the dungeons. So that would keep people focused on the dungeons. Granted, it's also Minecraft. I could definitely still have fun playing essentially a heavily modified Minecraft. Like essentially playing Hexit the mod pack for Minecraft, but more it's more dedicated. Like, Hexit, it wasn't... It was well-made, don't get me wrong, but in terms of, like, playing with others, it was you had to make a server with people, and et cetera. So this seems like Minecraft Dungeons is more of an official thing. It seems it's going to be... A, there's a little more attention to it, and it's going to be polished a little bit more compared to Hexit, which is just a mod. Granted, if you never played Hexit, do. It is a really well... It's a well-made mod pack. Don't let me knock it. I could see it going either way, and I could see myself being content with it being either way, whether open world or kind of focused. I think if they did more of an open world approach, like classic Minecraft, definitely chunk it. Like, don't make it so open world. Make it easy to know where the dungeons are, or at least make it, like, a way that you can find the dungeons. Whether it's, like, it's something you build, or they just have a marker on a map, kind of like, you know, your classic RPG fantasy Make it some way that we don't wander around aimlessly in a giant world. Make it a, kind of like a little smaller world. I think that could work either way. And beyond that, I'm just excited to see how, you know, what they do here. Like, how is this going to work in terms of, like, going into those dungeons? Like, it's Minecraft. Minecraft combat. You swung your sword. That was pretty much it. Like, even the mods that you could buy. Like, you know, Hexit. You could pick up. Uh, not buy, sorry. The mods you could pick up. Like, Hexit. I brought up Hexic a lot, but it still was classic Minecraft combat. You know, you shoot the bow, you stab with the sword. It wasn't anything revolutionary. It's very simplistic, but people still got creative in the mod with, you know, just how the items work. So this, it's so intriguing. Like, I'm excited to be able to play a game that, I mean, I got three friends. I got three friends that all play Minecraft, so I messaged them. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to keep an eye on this one. This is a thing we should totally play. So, like, I got a team of four already, so I'll be excited to just have that aspect of it it and just how does it all go together like it's a dungeon crawler which i love it's i'm gonna have a role that i can fulfill i don't have to worry about anything else because this isn't my role like i love being able to do that in fantasy settings like there's 
it intrigues me so much. And like I said, I'll post the link to the article on Minecraft.net, which has the, the two videos and the article that I quoted from. And that's it. That you know, I, I honestly did not go and dig around the internet for five hours. Don't get me wrong, but it there's not much going on. Like they're really keeping this under lock and key. They're not really telling anyone anything about this. All we know is there was an announcement back in September 2018. They got the article, and they are saying it's coming to PC 2019. They didn't say when. All they said is 2019. So within the next few months, hopefully, this is going to be a thing. So I, I, I don't know. It's definitely something different because if it was just a modded thing for Minecraft, it would have been released already. So they're clearly like, this is a new game. Like, this isn't just minecraft dungeons the mod this is minecraft dungeons the game like this is separate from what i could tell this is separate this is its own standalone game with a minecraft coat of paint like i sure it says new game from mojang like, that's right on the video it says that so i'll share the link definitely check it out i i guess i'm excited i'm that's all i'm gonna say i'm excited <laughs> I really am excited for this. So uh, I hope, just from what I'm saying, you're excited too for it. And to go back to what I said earlier, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. If you ever play, if you played from, from Software's games, give it a look-see. You know, get a feel for it. Maybe pick it up. That's not where my excitement is. I'm not, I'm not getting into Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I'm being 100% completely honest. I'm looking at Minecraft Dungeons. I'm being 100% real with all y'all. I'm looking at Minecraft Dungeons. That's where my attention is for 2019 right now. I know I've did some videos about hopes and stuff like that for 2019. You know, it'd be nice if we got the CTR remastered on PC. I really hope that's a thing that they do. I hope they give us some leak about Spyro the Dragon Reignited coming to PC. That'd be really nice. But seriously, Minecraft Dungeons, that's where my hype's at right now. Because the remastered games, that's really just waiting on the developers to see if they're going to say yes or no to it. There's really nothing for me to get excited about, to, in all honesty. But Minecraft Dungeons, there's not, there's not a lot that I know about which gets me excited. And it's Minecraft, which I really enjoy. And it's Dungeon Crawler, which I really love. So, let's see. Anyway, that's going to do it. I wanted to get that blurb out there. I wanted to do that little rant for everybody. If you never played the Technic Launcher, like you can just straight up just Google Technic Launcher. I'll I'll post it also in the description of the episode if you want to check it out. If you never played that, it's Minecraft with mods. There's a bunch of mod packs made by the community. They're all very well made, and I never custom made a mod myself. Like I actually put the coding in to do it. I will say though, modifying mod packs like I play on Tech at Light, but there's this mod called Railcraft that adds a couple things that I really love that Technic Light doesn't come with. It's real easy to add more mods in so like if someone already had a mod that they created it's really easy to take that mod and add it into a mod pack as long as it's compatible like version 1.47 or version 1.76 whatever the newest version is whatever whatever it is as long as the versions are compatible it's really easy to just put put new mods into the launcher and modify the packs you have downloaded or just make a custom one yourself like pull a bunch of mods together put them all together and say boom this is a thing check it out so I'll have that. I'll have the link to Minecraft Dungeons also shared if you want to check that out. And just enjoy. You know, it's it's supposed to be spring, and I can say comfortably today it was pretty nice in Brooklyn. I can say that comfortably. It was, it was a nice day today. It was a very peaceful Sunday, but we're finally in spring. 
So maybe the cold air is going to give us a break and we'll have some nice weather for the whole week. So take care. Enjoy spring. You know, it's end of March. We're officially in 2019. There's no going back. I can say that without a doubt. So here's to a, a good 2019 in both life and gaming. Take care.